On today's Prep Rally podcast, we will talk about spring sports, and Bentonville is looking for a new athletic director. It's the Prep Rally Podcast, the only podcast in the state dedicated to prep sports. Brought to you by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Here's your host, Chip Souza. All right, all right. Spring break is over and spring sports, Henry, they are here until mid-May. It's nonstop. Yeah, we're, we're now rocking and rolling until then. We've, we've now switched. We're about in third gear. We're in third gear, yeah. hope, hoping for fourth and fifth gear. But looks like Ricky Fires' transmission might be leaking a little fuel, little little fluid, little fluid, Ricky, little fluid leaking. Can you hold on till you get to the end? Put a little I, bubble gum on it. Yeah, I, I'll get there. Put a little bubble gum, a little baling wire and, uh, and duct tape. That'll make it work. I'm Chip Souza, joined by Henry Apple, Ricky Fires, Leland Barclay. We are the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette Sports Guys, and we are here to talk a little spring sports. Boys, we've got some, had some great games this week, but, Ricky, nobody saw a better game this week so far than our man Henry Apple on Monday over in Fayetteville. And I have to elaborate on the story on how wow. this transpires. I was originally supposed to cover one game. He was. I was going to go cover Bentonville at Harbor. Which was a good game. Which was a, 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 a good game. On paper, on paper, appeared to be a good game. Right. But He had an epiphany. Uh, I said, hey. Who, an epiphany. Name? You oh, know, okay. she, she was a 70s singer. You know oh, that remember, group? Yeah. You know, the epiphanies? Yes. Yeah. So anyway, I sent Chip a text. I said, hi, I think we need to make a change here. And what she responded, that's fine with me. So now I switch gears and I start texting photographers. Okay. Spencer yep. and Andy. I said, hey, I'm wanting to make a change, and I'm, I'm going to let you pick the game. Andy Shoup says, hey, let's do Fort Smith Northside and Fayetteville. It will give us a Northwest Arkansas team, a River Valley team, and I'm already in Washington County. I said, fine, we'll work with it. Okay. This was about 8.30 Sunday night. Wow. We get there, and even Andy said, probably one of the best games he's ever witnessed in he 35 said it, yeah, years. Yeah, 35 years. Now, let me tell you something. Andy Shoup has seen a picture too in his time. Yeah. Okay. What a great switch on that, Henry. Now, we always, you know, uh, Rick, we, and for people who are listening and don't know this, you know, we schedule what games we're going to go to a week or so out so that we can schedule photographers and they're busy. You know, the world's not just sports. I, we think it is. You know, Ricky, we think it is. But there are other things out there. I don't know why people care about those other things, but they do. Anyway, we can't just, you know, be all about sports. So we have to work with photographers. When can you be there? Does this time work? You know, yada, yada, yada. We do it ahead of time so they know what's going on. But there was a little flexibility here on this Monday. And, man, Henry, what a great switch that was. And tell us why it was a great switch. For six innings, we had two pitchers throwing a no-hitters. Wow. Not one pitcher, two pitchers. Now, they weren't perfect. You know, walked McClain, a few here and there. Yep. Moody walked five batters. Jason DeLamar walked two hit and hit five batters. Woo! That's uh, when the guy in the old deck goes, Coach, do I have to bat? <laughs> you know, yeah, I think somebody was yelling the old, from the old Bull Durham, hit the mascot. Hit the mascot. I don't know where that's the, the next thing, one's going. That's the only thing he didn't hit was the mascot. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, no hits. No Three hits. Six. And you, you you have to know something has got to give. Otherwise, we're going to keep going and going and going. Seventh inning, Jason DeLamar retires north side in order. One, two, three. He's only thrown 84 pitches through seven innings. Wow, that's efficient. And even 
But you say he's hit, he hit a bunch of arrows. In the walk yeah. he'll say, you know what, I'm not wasting four pitches on you. I'm going to go ahead and drill you with one pitch and get yeah. and go to the next guy. Yeah, it wasn't like he was head hunting, you know. He, <laughs> let's see, I'll, I'll get a knee here, yeah. an ankle here, an elbow here. One off the top of the shoes. There you go. So, All right, so two no-hitters going. McLean Moody, north side, no-hitter. Jason, J-son, J-A-I-S-O-N, J-son Delamar. Yeah. No-hitting for Fayetteville. What was the final difference here? One to nothing, bottom of the seventh. Finally, Fayetteville gets a hit. It was a no-brainer, single up the middle, but th- this was followed, preceded by walks. So now you got runners at first and second, and up steps Landon Schaefer and a legitimate rip into the left center bada field. Bing, bada boom. Game over. Game over. On. One nothing, Fayetteville. What a great game, man. So. You know, both pitchers throwing B, you know, not throwing BBs, not filling up, not filling up the mitt with strikes, but being, uh, what what would Paul Boyd say, effectively wild. Yeah, or yeah. wildly mm-hmm. effective. Wildly effective. There you go. One or the other. Yeah, and what was interesting is before Landon Schaefer batted, Northside had a meeting on the mound. McLean Moody was at 109 pitches. Oh, that's yeah, one ten is the right max, right, Henry? Now yeah. you can one better, but one ten is the maximum if you. Th- throw a one in the middle of it, you're allowed to continue. Finish that batter, yeah. 110, that pitch was in the dirt, and Landon said, I was anxious, I swung, I missed. 0-1, he fouls off the second one. That's pitch number 111. Pitch number 112 becomes the final one and goes to the left center field fence. Bada-bing, bada-boom, one-nothing. Great yeah. game. I like Great game, game like that. All right, so that is – our number one feat of the week. Now, this is something that we're doing every week on the Prep Rally Podcast. We're going to bring you three feats of the weeks, okay? Mm. Or week, maybe just a week. Uh, three feats of the week. That is feat number one, Jason Delamar, no-hitter for Fayetteville. By the way, he is verbally committed to go to Arkansas, by the way, to play, to play baseball. Uh, but, Ricky, he might have some football opportunities, too. But yeah. that's our number one feat of the week. Now, let's take it to the number two feat of the week. Ricky Fires, I'm looking squarely at you. You were at a soccer match on Tuesday night, a great soccer match for the undefeated Fayetteville Lady Purple Dogs. Ricky, give us our number two feet of the week. Now, this is the actual feet. Feet. Using their the feet. The F E E T. Yes. Yes. Um, and I was looking at roster, the Fayetteville roster, and I'm recognizing some of the g- girls' names. And I get to this girl, she scored. Two goals, had an assist, and I said, how come I've never heard of her before? Her name is Janie Kramer, and the reason I hadn't heard of her before, because she's a freshman. Correct. And she had an outstanding game. Uh, Fable is now 8-0. 8-0. They got to play at Joe Toma. Oolagog, Oolagaga, Oklahoma. And then they start is that what conference. You say when a pretty girl goes by Oolaga. Oolaga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, and um, so they're on on the cusp of conference play. Conference play has been delayed in soccer because well, that's of a whole the different t- podcast. We don't even have time I, I, for that. I, I, that, yeah, that would okay. be a mini series. Th- that's uh, starting next yeah. week. But they moved to eight zero. Uh, they beat Fort Smith Southside last night six to nothing. Uh, excuse uh, me. What was the score? Six to nothing. What was the score? What uh, nil? Six nil. Oh, I forgot. Got, I'm we got to introduce Iowa. you to Ted Lasso. Yeah. Right? You got to start watching. Yellow card. Nil. That's right. Yeah. Yellow card for you. Yeah, nil. 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 I mean, 
I'm from East Arkansas. It's aught, aught, aught. Six aught. Ricky not. Jethro fires. There you um, go. So Southside is really good. Like I said, Larm, Magri, they've got some stars. And then every year, seem like they bring up some more. And this girl right here, Janie Kramer, uh, two goals. And this sis is also impressive. Uh, she had a free kick from about 25 yards out. And when you do a free kick, the goal is to get it somewhere right in the middle. It's like a, uh, a sand trap when you're trying to chip out of a, a sand trap right there. And she skies it right there. And one of the other uh, favorite girls just kicks it through right in front of the goal. So this young freshman right here, Janie Kramer, our soccer feet of the week. Feet, F-E-E-T of the F-E-A-T. Week. Yes. There we go. That is feet number two. Now we kick it over to Leland Barclay for feet number three. Leland, give us feet number three. And we had a girl from Alma that just went nuts yesterday in a doubleheader for softball. She had a very good doubleheader. Um, I don't have the stuff in front of me. 12 RBIs, seven hits, including in the doubleheader, she had the cycle. Hit and the cycle. we know – Wow. That's a big deal. That's a Julia double, a triple, Nutt. single, and a homer. Yeah, Julia Nutt uh, from Alma. She's a first baseman. Julia Nutt hits for the cycle. 12 ribs. Now, that's as many ribs as Ricky can eat in wow. one setting. 12 mm. baby back ribs. 12 ribs and ribs. three singles, two doubles, one triple, one homer. Wow. I have to ask. Yep. When she goes up to the plate, you know, do the, do the, the old jingle, sometimes you feel like a nut, sometimes, sometimes you don't. You don't. Gotcha, gotcha. A little Alman Joy song there, Ricky. You don't know nothing about that, do you? No, maybe I don't a little know bit. Uh, so that's our three feats of the week. Feet number one, Jason Della Rosa, Delamar, Delamar, Della has whatever, Delamar, Fayetteville, no hitter. Feet number two, Janie Kramer, Kramer, two Fayetteville, goals, two goals and assist, and assist for the undefeated Fayetteville Lady Football Purple Bulldogs, eight and zero. Feet number three, Alma Junior, Julia Nutt. She went nuts in a doubleheader yesterday, 12 RBIs. That's a career. Leland Barclay didn't get 12 RBIs in his entire whole slow-pitch softball career. And he was good. And he was good. Yep. So that's our feats of the week. Now, let's talk about some other games that happened uh, yesterday and Monday. Uh, over in 6A West Baseball, Henry is the, uh, the grand poobah of 6A Baseball where the Rogers Mounties are mounting an assault on all the other teams in the 6A West. Well, they lead the league right, right now. They were, because of nine teams in the 6A West, this is their weekend to be idle. So they get to sit out. They're at 5-1, and one, but looming, Fayetteville is now at 4-2. and two. And the red hot Ooh, wow. Rogers bullet. Heritage. They are rising to the top with a, like a bullet, like the old top 40. Uh, Casey Kasem, Ricky, they are rising up fast. Hey, the, How many in a row, Ricky, uh, uh, Henry? 14, 14 straight wins. Straight they went wins. to Alabama with the banjo on their knee and took it and just whipped them Alabama team over the head they with totally it. They totally did. Uh, man, uh, you know, give it to give it to uh, to our boy Brian. Brian Walker. Man, Brian Walker. He's got them rolling over there at Heritage, and they've won 14 in a row. The 6A West looks great. Leland. Let's talk about 5A West Baseball. The Greenwood Bulldogs, they again won a doubleheader yesterday. Yes, they did. The The, the opening game wasn't pretty. Two hours and 50 minutes. Well, three that, one, that wasn't like Henry's game at all. No, yeah. no. Three Greenwood pitchers combined to throw for 178 pitches. That's but a lot of pitches. 
More importantly, they won the game eight to five. Then they came back in the ninth cap, and Grant Carnes pitched five and two thirds. Heard that name before uh, football. Yep. Yeah, scoreless innings. Um, so they took the second game seven to nothing. Uh, they're now four and zero in the five A West and sitting in pretty good shape. Austin Mitchell was a starter for the team last year. This year. He has finished all four of their conference games out of the bullpen and uh, has done a tremendous job. So they go pretty much Aiden Kennan and Grant Carnes as the starters. But I tell you, Hunter Houston came in and threw about four innings of a big relief for them yesterday. Uh, You know, in the middle roll, that was a big deal too. Alma swept a doubleheader at Siloam Springs. They're three and one now in the conference. There you go. Uh, so they've uh, they put them in good position. Uh, they too have a couple of good pitch- pitchers. Uh, Noah Likens was another guy last year. He's moved up to the um, the A spot, and then Cash Wilson. They won. They gave up one run each in the two games yesterday. So they're getting some good pitching too. Timely hitting. So that's uh, that's how the 5A West went yesterday. That is fantastic. Now we're going to skip over to softball. I was over at Bentonville yesterday, and I'm going to tell you, uh, Henry, uh, Northside hung with Bentonville pretty good yesterday, but I need to put a little disclaimer in there, just a little one. I'm not, not you know, just a little disclaimer. Bentonville's first baseman, Trista Peterson, who is the Mark McGuire of that team, Ricky, she, when she hits it, she usually uh-huh. they usually have to go outside of the stadium to go get it and throw it back in again. Okay, she is a home run slugger. They were doing infield practice yesterday before the game, throwing short hops to each other like they baseball players, softball throw short hop. A ball came up and hit her right in the mouth. They thought it knocked both of her front teeth oh, out. Oh gosh! Uh, but one of them did. I mean, was pushed way back and busted lip, blood everywhere. Oh, Took gosh. her. You know, had to t- rush her to the dentist, whatever. And so they were without about seven home runs in the middle of that order yesterday. And, and you know, and when you see something like that, it kind of shakes you up a little bit, even if you're a, a veteran-type team like Bentonville is. that You know, when you're seeing blood all over the yes. place and, and one of your best players is being hauled off, you know, rushed out I would have passed out. Yeah, it's kind of, um, you know, kind of kind of, kind of sets you back a little bit. But anyway, uh, Bentonville started a little slow, but they came on. They got an 8-0 win um, against Northside. So Bentonville, uh, to no one's surprise, they're, you know, leading the conference at 4-0. They're 10-1 overall. Um, and what they're doing this year, Ricky, that's a little bit different, and Henry a little bit different, um, they are using both Ryan Sanders and Casey Wood as a starter and a closer for them. Those would be two aces on, on, any, staff. on any other staff, okay? Yeah. And Bentonville's got them both, and so Kent Early's using them both. Now, he said yesterday what they made. Right now they're, they're starting Ryan, they're bringing Casey in. Um, because it gives uh, the team a different look. You know, you go through the first couple, first two times in the order and against Ryan, and you think, okay, I, third time up, I've got her. Oh, wait a minute, they just brought in another pitcher. Yep. You know, who throws harder, by the way? And now we got to see a different spin, a different windup, a whole different thing, and harder. So that's a huge weapon for them. Yeah. Uh, Kent said. Right now, it's kind of like, hey, we're not going to tamper with success. This is working for us. But there is also a possibility they may just pitch one one game and one the next. It'd be nice to have that kind of luxury. Kent Early has it. Um, so they're doing well. 
Um, and uh, also, uh, and I'm doing a couple of notes this week on softball. And also, uh, for readers of the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette, we want to give you a little tidbit here. Uh, you have to be a subscriber to get this. But we will have uh, area baseball, area softball, area track leaders uh, results in the Monday edition, digital edition, iPad edition of the Democrat Gazette. So if you want to keep up with who's leading the area and home runs and strikeouts and the fastest time in the hundred and the top, you know, jump in the long jump and that kind of thing. Every Monday from now through the end to the start of May, when, when the postseason for everybody gets here, we will have those statistical leaders every Monday moving forward. So we'll have that. Uh, but anyway, going back to what I was saying, I'm doing a note this week on uh, Springdale Harbor. Now, Ricky, back uh, several years ago, Harbor was a really top-level softball program, but they've kind of hit lean times, hard times, and they haven't been as good, haven't been as, you know, one of the elite teams um, in the conference. But um, uh, Candy Bailey is her coach. She's been there this is her third year as a head coach, and she's got Harbor playing really well. They won their fourth game in a row yesterday. They beat, they beat uh, Southside 7-2. to um, They have a player on their team named Aniston Reith, who is uh, a pitcher and a slugger. And uh, she started out the season maybe a little bit slow hitting. Well, let me tell you, she has flipped that switch in about the last five, six games. So they've won four in a row, five of their last six. Harbor's kind of on, on a hot streak. So good for them, good for the Lady Wildcats, and good for the conference because for, for two, three, four, five years, Ricky, it's basically been Bentonville, Bentonville West, and Rogers, and then mm -hmm. an entire Grand Canyon to, to the next teams, okay? We're still talking the best teams are Bentonville, Bentonville West, and Rogers, but Harbor's making that move on up, and they're getting better, and that just makes the conference so much better when those teams are all competitive and, and for the postseason, yeah. prepares them for that. So major props to Coach, to coach over at Harbor and uh, doing a good job there. Now, we're going to talk real quick, Leland, about Bentonville. They are, for the first time in, what, 12, 13 years going to have a new leader as their athletic director, as Scott Passmore made the announcement this week that he is going to be going to the Thaden School, which is a, uh, a private school in Bentonville, uh, in the middle of Bentonville, like just three or four blocks off of downtown Bentonville. Um, going over there, uh, it's a great opportunity for him, uh, Ricky, because he's going to get to build this athletic program at Thaden literally from the ground up. And so, uh, great opportunity for him. But, uh, you know, Bentonville's got a hole to fill there, Henry. Most definitely. When you, you talk about what he has accomplished in 12 years. Yeah. You know, he became uh, the athletic director in 2011. During that time, he got to see and hire a completely brand-new coaching staff at Bentonville West. In every sport. Yeah. Did he hire uh, Barry Lunny? No, 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 okay. no, no, no. no. At, at Bentonville West. So yeah. he hired oh, okay. Brian Prince. Oh, okay. Everything at Bentonville West, he hired. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, West started in 2016. Okay. Since he has became AD in 2011, Bentonville has won more than 100 state championships in a number of sports. Yeah. Haven't they won, like, trophies for all sports? Two times. They yeah. were the Max Preps Cup winner. That yeah. means nationally, Ricky. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
and became the first school to ever win it twice, and of course the first school to ever win it twice in a row. Back to back. Now let me ask you this, because I read your article. Now, because this is highly unusual. Usually you'll see somebody go from a smaller school, try to get up to the upper level. And I was just thinking, I said, man, does he have kids that go there? Or that it's just a challenge of starting from the ground up and building something again? Yeah, I got to talk to him in the interview yesterday. And then we also visited some time during the Bentonville baseball game against Springdale Harbor. And he points at the, the Bentonville baseball team. He says, you know, I only know about three or four players on that team yeah. right now. Yeah. He said, oh. because of – He's, There's he's so bouncing many around. sports, yeah, yeah, and now he's having to bounce around between not, not only two high schools, but all the junior highs and stuff like that. He says, I'm ready for more one-on-one -on -one dealings with coaches, with uh, faculty heads, but not only that, students and student athletes. I can, I can know them on a first-name yeah, basis. Makes sense. Yeah. And, you know, and they're on the verge of, you know, they're like a lot of these smaller schools here in Northwest Arkansas. They're having to rent out facilities to play sports. Yeah. All they have right now is a soccer field. But uh, so they rent out the AAO building at Rogers, Rogers. to play their basketball yeah. games. Of course, you have to shuffle between yes. them and the Haas Halls. And I think Ozark Catholic also plays over there. There is works where they're going to start building stuff on campus. Yeah. Okay. Ricky, if you've never seen the Thaden campus, it's it's it is two or three blocks off of downtown, yeah. off of uh fifth yeah. Henry, is that right? It, it's and off of Main Street and Eighth Street. Eighth Street. It okay. is the old Benton County Fairground. Right, that's right. Okay. That's right. In Bentonville. Now this is kind of starting to remind me of uh when I did a feature on the kid from uh uh Haas Hall Rogers Kubinoff. Yeah. And they were having to use the Rogers Rec Center because right. their school is right downtown Rogers. It used to be an old hotel that's right. been renovated. Which is a cool-looking school. By yeah, the way. Oh, yeah, beautiful. It, it I love yeah. seeing that yeah. school. Yeah. And, and one thing that Scott Passmore told me, and boy, that, that, he, says, he says, I honestly believe there is no limit to what Thaden School can be as a successful athletic program. Now, granted, they don't have football. They don't have baseball. They're limited right now in the amount of sports. But that's not to say how what this guy can do. Yeah, Henry, I visited with him a little bit yesterday, too, when I was leaving the Bentonville softball game. And he said, of course, the first thing probably that, that he's going to be tasked with doing is getting a gym built. Uh, that's going to be probably the first thing. Uh, is there to, room to do to, that downtown? Well, they have a there? big, expansive, open lot across the street from where their uh, campus is that they own. Uh, that 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 they will probably utilize that to, for their athletic facilities. But um, they really kind of need to get a gym built so that they could have a weight you know weight room in there for their athletes. And uh, and who knows what kind of gym they they might build it build. It could be. Uh, you know, we don't know because, Ricky, if you went by and looked at their school, this looks like no school you've ever seen in your life, uh, the design of it. It's like no school you've ever seen in go your see life. It. Yeah. Yes, it's, it's interesting that the Thaden School, their nickname or the mascot is the Barnstormers. The Barnstormers. Unlike what an organization kept saying time and time again, no, it's not the Barn Owls. It is the Barnstormers. Stormers, We're talking yeah. about these guys who used to fly airplanes. Yeah. Barnstormers. Yeah. Yes. There is no barn over there. No. 
I've drove around and said, <laughs> yeah. there's no barn over Not there. Not a barn. There, yeah. I don't even see the, the airplane hangar. Hey, where where you yeah. fly at this? But, but of course... Thaden, the the I can't think of her name. I don't know what her first name was. She was a she was a, a, a Amelia Earhart type uh, female pilot okay. for many many you know, for, oh I've you know, read way about back her yes. yeah and so there you go barnstormers there you go it all ties together uh, but anyway well congratulations to Scott Passmore uh, they don't they're not very many good dudes around you know like him and and uh, good for him um, this will be a great challenge for him and I know he's up to it Bentonville now is tasked with hiring an athletic director to come oversee the most successful high school sports program in the state without a doubt so not very big shoes there to fill at all Henry right not very big shoes nah, not at, at all. all not at all um, so before we finish and wrap up today Leland we're going to kick it back to you give us some River Valley news that we don't know uh, and uh, 5A West softball yesterday, um, Ember, Emberlin Caldwell hit a three-run homer in the first game of a doubleheader to lift Van Buren to a win over Greenwood. In the ninth cap, Van Buren trailed 8-3 to three in the sixth inning. They forced, the Lady Pointers forced extra innings, and Ashlyn Michael hit a two-run tie-breaking home run in the bottom of the eighth inning for a 10 to eight victory to complete that sweep. And then of course, you've already talked about the lady Airedales. They got a sweep at Siloam Springs. So Van Buren's four and oh in the conference along with Harrison, who's four and oh. So um, like you said, spring sports softball's uh, already heating up. Now Van Buren does have its river city rumble scheduled yep. for Friday and Saturday. Okay. Um, more, more rain based coming on, in, but we'll see. Yeah, based on the weather forecast, it could get washed out for the second year in a row. I yeah. think over the last eight years, they're batting about 500 and even getting their, you know, that big tournament in. And it's it's a big local one, but it also brings in a lot of teams from out of town. So when they do get to play it, it's a big tournament. Uh, Anna Woolsey yesterday in the Mansfield Senior Relays scored 56 points. Wow. That should be a feat in, uh, of the week. Okay, that's feat number four. We're, we're going to – Well, we're, we're, yeah, yeah. That was a big one. Uh, 56 points. She won the 100 and 200-meter dashes, 100 and 300-meter hurdles, and then finished second in two of the field events. Um, sometimes um, she doesn't do all the field events all the time, but uh, she said that she's really – uh, kind of amping up her effort and getting ready for the uh, heptathlon yeah, this year. But how so did she that... do in the barefoot watermelon on your shoulder because you just stole it out of the watermelon patch run? How'd she do in that run? Well, probably either first or second. I'd get her. I'd get her to be my my watermelon melon stealer. Uh, huh. You don't know nothing about that, do you, Henry? No. Okay. There we go. I didn't think you did. Uh, all right. Now, this is not prep-related, Leland, but I'm going to talk about this for just a real quick uh, second. Down the River Valley, a couple of things to keep uh, in mind. UA Fort Smith uh, is going to be probably naming its men's basketball coach. It may be this week uh, to replace Coach Bone, who had who's retired. Uh, so he's he's uh, retired. They're going to be having a new hiring a new men's coach. They think they might have that by this week. Could be first next week. Also, UAFS is having its Hall of Fame induction on April the 11th. And if you've ever played a baseball game in Fort Smith at UA Fort Smith, 
as a Legion player, if you're listening to us, you know, and you, if you went ever went down there for a, you know, to play in a Kerwin's tournament or whatever, the name Taz Tonger is a guy you would know because he has been the groundskeeper. Well, let's just—he's been the face of UA Fort Smith baseball for a many, many years. For many years, it was it was Taz and Pop Brainerd sitting in the uh, the press box up there, and they ran the show. And of course, Pop, you know. Rest in peace. He passed away a few years ago, and Taz yeah. um, is still there, um, and he's always taking care of the field. Uh, not very many more beautiful grass, full grass, you know, natural grass surfaces in this state more beautiful than UA Fort Smith's Crowder Field, and that's all because of Taz. And he's going to be inducted along with Jane Sargent. And, Leland, you will remember this, and you'll know this, the members of the 1994-95 West Art College Women's Basketball National Championship team. They're all going to be honored that night. Lewis Horton. Yep. So it'll and be a their big, top player with the uh, girl out of Chicago. Kim Williams. Kim, Kim Williams. Kim That's Williams. it. Yep. Man, she could play. Straight up baller. They beat my Trinity Valley, my home, my alma Good. mater, beat Trinity Valley for the national championship. <laughs> well, the next year Trinity Valley came back and – uh, bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, good uh, good deal there. And uh, Leland and I will both be down there for that Hall of Fame induction, so that will be a good one. And looking forward to spending some time with Janie Sargent for sure um, and Taz and, and all that. should be a lot of fun. I wish Coach Horton um, could be here to see it. He passed away uh, last year, and uh, I hate it that he's not going to be here to see it. But uh, he'll be looking at them from above. Right, Leland? Absolutely, and probably telling some stories. Oh, boy, I bet he will. I bet he will. So if that is it for today's episode, Ricky, you got any words? Of wi- well, never mind. No, I know never there's mind. no wisdom no. there at all. Uh, Henry, you got anything? Nothing that I can that crosses my mind, Rollo. I think I've emptied the tank today. Now, we also want to let you guys know that we'll be having Paul Boyd back next week. He's been uh, he's been on the disabled list for for a few weeks. He'll be back, be back with us next week um, and talking about – and I know this again. This is a prep show, but the but the Northwest Arkansas Naturals open their season next week. Yes. They have three games at Arvis Ballpark next uh, Henry Thursday, Friday, Saturday. They have three games at home to start the season. Then they hit the road. Uh, and Paul is all about the Naturals, and he'll maybe talk a little bit about that next week. Uh, but we're sure glad to have him back. So for Henry Apple, Rick Fires, Leland Barclay, I am Chip Sousa. Thanks for being with us on the Prep Rally Podcast. We'll be back here next week with even more stuff. See ya. The Prep Rally Podcast is produced and directed by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Find us on SoundCloud, Apple, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher.